Let's talk kombucha brew now and the role they're playing in sustainability. So Brew Kombucha is a proudly South African female-led producer and of certified organic kombucha, placing the environment at the forefront of every decision. Their packaging is made up of recycled materials and is 99% single-use plastic-free. Recycled or recyclable packaging, such as glass or paper, are key trends in the sustainability movement. In addition to recycling materials, green practices gain in popularity, including using uh, raw organic ingredients that are free from harmful pesticides, reducing or reusing waste materials. So this is uh, what they do. And Alex Glenday is uh, joining us, who is the director at uh, Brew Kombucha. Alex, good morning. How are you? Good morning, Ashanda. How are you doing? <laughs> I'm, go- I'm doing great. Thank you so much. And we love awesome. what you're doing for the environment. Well. Thank you. Thank you so much. Yeah, well, it's, a, it's a really exciting space to be in. And I think, um, yeah, I'm excited to chat to you about it today. Awesome. So where did it start for you? Well, um, I think I've had quite an interest in, in beverages for some time, which uh, kind of res- resulted from a interest in nutrition and health and trying to understand what the environment of our body needs first and foremost. So it was looking at what is the health, what are the health benefits of these things and then starting to realize that obviously hand in hand, if you're not looking after the environment that you're living in, it ultimately won't be looking after the environment of your body. And I think it's often the journey that, that many people take is an interest in health. And then that ultimately spurs an interest in health and the environment even more. And obviously in, in this particular time of our lives as a result of the pandemic and, and just global warming in general, people are thinking more and more along those lines. Um, yes, it's a great space to be growing in. So what, what is your product offering? Just talk to us then about that. Okay. So first of all, I'm not sure if all your listeners are familiar with kombucha. It's definitely gaining in popularity. So you might have seen it on the shelves if you haven't tried it yet. Um, but it's a new sector in the beverage industry in South Africa um, and it's definitely gaining market share on, on the shelves. It's a fermented tea. So you have a tea that's fermented with um, sugar and um, bacteria and yeast. And what results is something that has probiotics and vitamins and enzymes it's a very low sugar beverage Mm -hmm. and it's a fizzy delicious sparkling drink Um, and what we've done is we looked at the fact that there was first of all a a need to kind of develop a South African kombucha that uh, ours is based on rooibos tea and celebrates the superfoods that grow indigenously here Um, but then also looking carefully at what what do these types of beverages really need in order to be a proper health beverage and one of the things is to be organic. Um, so we're South Africa's first certified organic brand. Mm-hmm. Um, and we've developed something that has actually got quite a lot of international acclaim. Even as a smaller business, we had in 2020 last year, we, we won the, um, we went to the World Beverage Innovation Awards in, in Nuremberg in Germany. Um, and the, there's a CSR and sustainability category, which, I mean, this competition has, Pepsi and Distel and all sorts of huge giant brands mm. and we got recognition for our, our um, environmental interest. Um, we were one of three finalists for that sector. Awesome. Well, congratulations on that. You're doing Thank something you. absolutely great then. Uh, the world is, is recognizing that. So that's also awesome. So, I mean, if because it is organic, then what does it speak uh, in terms of its the shelf life? Is that, uh, does it have so, a normal shelf life? 
Yeah, so it does. So I think I think what's interesting is just about the perception of what organic exactly means. Lots of things can be made in an organic way, but for it to be a certified organic product, it starts right at the root of what all of your ingredients are and exactly how they're farmed. Mm. So it means that each of our suppliers, each of our um, farmers who grow the rooibos tea or the buhu or even the sugar cane all have to be certified organic farmers in their own right, mm. which means that they have an audit annually um, and they have to follow very very specific traceability procedures that allow people to be sure that there's no um, unorganic or pesticides used in their farming. And so you have something, you know, pesticides are actually very water-soluble, so particularly in beverages, one has to be careful about uh, what what ingredients are being used. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's also something interesting in South Africa, is something that's quite difficult to get right because the organic farming sector, while it's stronger than in products, that are certified organic um, in this in this country. Um, it's definitely something that has a lot of space for growth in it. Um, I, I know that uh, a couple of years ago, I was at a conference in Pretoria about organic products, and mm. there was literally only two end beverage products, one, one of us uh, being brew kombucha at that particular uh, conference. And most of the products that there were there were certified organic agricultural products so I think it's a lot of space for in-product growth there. But yes, yeah, so that's that's essentially for us, it's working with our suppliers to make sure that we are able to find the best quality products. And, and then after that, our own procedures um, are then audited as well to make sure that the, the product is well protected and that um, we go above and beyond the organic sector where we actually also, not only that, but our equipment that is uh, that is used for manufacturing kombucha is all cleaned with uh, products that are safe for the water tables as well. Mm. Um, so it's just kind of having a particular way of thinking. Uh, it's quite a lot of micromanaging, yeah. and it's definitely not an easy thing to do, and I think people find it daunting. Um, but it is actually quite linear. So if you once you understand the process, it's, it's, you know, it's definitely worth the journey to become an organic product. And then do you follow the same you know, environmentally friendly way when it comes to your packaging? Yeah, so our packaging, I mean, I think that's also interesting in the sustainability of the of the beverage sector as well. Is, I mean, I think a majority of products that are out there are still bottled in plastic. Um, and obviously, you know, that being a convenience product is something that one really has to consider. Uh, the impact mm. that we're having by having so many so many of these these plastic bottles being used once um, yeah. and that are just not disappearing from the world. So... Um, what we've done is we've packaged in glass and the glass is made with recycled glass. Um, and we've got an aluminium screw, t- screw top as well, which is also obviously recyclable. Here's a little, a little trick for the listeners. Yeah. But if you, if you take a, a crown cap off a beer bottle or a screw cap off a bottle like ours, you can make sure that those get recycled by just popping them into another tin that you have at home. Like, um, you know, whatever, you've got a, a can of something that you've got empty there. Mm. If you pop the little caps into that can, it's definitely going to reach its end, end process for recycling as long as that can reaches it. But it, often what happens is if just, just those little caps are, are thrown in loose, then people don't spend the time to sort them as, as well as they would. So, um, yeah, just a useful thing is to, to look after your, your, your end product is just to to make sure you make those little tricks happen. And then we've got a yeah. we've got a paper label on as well um which which obviously means that it's able to be recycled and it's be able to be able to remove from the glass. 
So I think also, you know, involved in people's purchasing decisions, that strength that people have by by making choices at, you know, at the store, at the restaurant, what they would like to drink. Have a look at the products that you're actually, that you're actually consuming and really not only examine what the ingredients are in the label, and what mm-hmm. you're putting into your body, but have a have a look at the packaging. A cans are fantastic because they are also very recyclable, um, but sometimes they've got plastic sleeves on them as well. So <laughs> keep an eye out. It's an interesting it's an interesting thing to learn about. Yeah, and I mean, a, a lot of companies then might skip out on the sustainable practices, you know, that you guys adopt because they want to maximize on profit, and that you know the non-recyclable packaging and production might uh, you know be seen as cheaper than the sustainable ones so how do we change this mindset that i guess it 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 talks into what you're saying increasing public knowledge and uh, purchasing decisions changing on the consumer side it is um, and it's such a it's such a very multifaceted uh, subject it's it's difficult because in many ways i mean obviously if the business isn't uh, financially profitable then over time there's no point in you know having a business that doesn't meet those things so the bottom line is important for the economy to grow and and for people to grow with it but i think the dream dream for us is that it's looking at these things and saying well what can we do in order for this to have a fantastic you know profit margin but still manage to hit all those marks and it really is possible to have a good profit margin and to do some packaging like that it's not you know, it obviously is going to cut into it. But what you've got then is you're building a story with your customers where they start to, you know, really feel an altruism and know that they're having a great impact. And that that is what that story and that feeling is what's going to draw customers back. Yeah. So I think, you know, having having those understandings about sustainability of business as well is what what as people become more discerning and start thinking about their purchasing decisions what are they going to keep uh, adhering back to as they themselves become more self-educated more self-aware more discerning buyers Um, and I think you know that's exactly where people need to be thinking in terms of entrepreneurship at the moment is that these things are happening so maybe you can get get away with with kind of doing it half mass at the moment but your suppliers are also going to start to produce exactly what you're looking for if you start to request it. Um, so from a business perspective, it's definitely a bit of an uphill battle, but it's it's something that can result in ultimately really long-term change. And, you know, what, what, what's available to people on the shelf is what ultimately they're, they're going to buy. So being a stakeholder in an industry like that is a really very special space. And I think, yeah, people should <laughs> yeah. try and try and encourage their suppliers to give them what they need. And I mean, also awards like the one you, you received for companies like yourself, uh, the recognition uh, of companies who are doing environmentally friendly uh, production uh, might also help. Absolutely. I think there's such a huge amount of space for that. Um, sorry, I can hear alarm going off here. It's terrible. <laughs> okay. Um, yeah, there is a, it's a, a very uh, powerful a thing for for them to be able to give recognition that we are of influence, you know, even for the bigger giants out there to see that there's recognition for that and and what that does uh, in terms of people's interest in in products like this. I really hope that there's more space also to source more agriculturally grown um, organic products in this country as well. Um, if we could avoid some of the, at the moment, there are still some imports that we're having to do, which obviously works against what you would like to be doing when you're working in this space. It's also like a decisions 
that have to be weighed up against uh, things that are locally produced, mm. which is obviously what we want to be supporting as well. Um, it's just we have to also then develop an interest in uh, locally produced organic products and yeah, and the recognition that goes with them. And we've also won some other fantastic awards we, uh, for, the, for the quality of our product, mm. um, which I think is great. We won the, uh, the World Beverage Innovation Awards. We got a, a double gold, a gold and a silver on our three products. And we're about to release a fourth one. So we're quite excited to see what the, what the sommeliers think of that product too. Awesome stuff. And I guess also just, you know, the NGOs and NPOs who push green policies, they need some support as well. Do you guys work with any? Do you support any of those? Yes. I actually sit on the board for the Beach Club. Oh. Uh, the Beach Club is a fantastic uh, facility for for developing thinking at uh, key st- stakeholder um, points. They actually look at the, the production line and, and they are trying to eliminate the use of single-use plastic, or at least work in a, on a journey towards improving that. Um, so they they do various different beach cleanups, um, but then they also work with different organizations on um, reducing the plastic in their end products as well. Um, so really great to build awareness and also have some public motivation to go out and see what's happening. If you really take some time next time you're at the beach, it's absolutely beautiful. But have a look around and you'll see that there's all sorts of tiny bits of plastic that are part of your day-to-day life that have now ended up on the on the beach. Um, and I think just building awareness around that and coming together in community to to uh, work at reducing that and building you know, awareness about yeah. purchasing decisions. So you're saying it's the Beach well. Cod? The be- Beach Co-op, sorry. The Beach Co-op. And how do people connect with that? Um, you can have a look at their website and they also have a presence on Instagram as well. Um, sometimes they've had, I think it's been obviously a little bit difficult with, with COVID at the very, uh, you know, the, the stronger lockdown since about these snaps. They are happy. And um, yeah, you should definitely check them out. Then there are kids and they have beach and and talk about awareness and really fantastic education. Awesome, the beach co-op. And then uh, brew kombucha. How do we connect with you guys? Are you also on uh, the social media platforms? Exactly. So you can find us on Instagram at brew kombucha, um, and our website is brewkombucha.co.za. Uh, if you're interested in trying the product, we do front door delivery um, nationwide. Um, and you can also find us very soon at Food Lovers Market. Um, uh, we, we're launching the, it should be this month, our first orders are coming in. And, awesome. Um, yeah, and you can find us at Wellness Warehouse and various different spas nationally as well. Great. Uh, we love that you are South African and you are female-led. We love that. Oh, so thank much. you so much. <laughs> Thanks <laughs> really for joining us it. and waking up early on a Monday morning. We appreciate <laughs> it's it. It's a good way to start. <laughs> yes, absolutely. Eh? Awesome. Great. Yeah, awesome. Thank you, Asanda. I All really right. appreciate it. It's a pleasure. Alex right. Glenday is director at Brew Kombucha, ch- uh, chatting to us here on uh, Sound Awake. Let's take a short break. Our time is now 10 minutes before 5.